Good morning. So we will continue our study on the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you can remember, last Sunday we talked about much of it in Matthew 24. And what we learned in that study is that Jesus was very clear. Very clear. He said, it's not for us to know. It's not for us to know the hour and the dates. However, we can know the signs, and he revealed the signs to us. And by doing that, we make our own conclusions, personal conclusions, and therefore make ourselves ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we continue, because this will help us, again, navigate through this pandemic. So we are slowly moving to that, having a right perspective, an eternal perspective as we go through this pandemic. And today we are going to study once again uh, Matthew chapter 25, 14 to 30. This is a very wonderful story. It's called the Parable of the Talents. And I would say this is one of those simple, very clear and easy to understand parable of the Lord Jesus. In fact, we can easily say the lessons is so clear that it's almost impossible to miss it. And so again, he's trying to tell us here that as we wait for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not supposed to be passive. We're not supposed to just be sitting down we are supposed to get ourselves busy for the work of the Lord. So there is a warning in this story, a warning for us, a warning for those who are going to be lazy. At the same time, there is a call, a challenge for God's people to risk all that we have for Jesus and his kingdom in the meantime that we are waiting for his coming. Okay, so there is work to be done here. Let's pray. Lord, as we await for your coming, we pray that our hearts are ready to receive you anytime that you will come, that we are so ready, dear God, with excitement, because we know that anytime that you can come and we are just so ready. So again, prepare our hearts and our minds and our spirit as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you really, really, really believe in the second coming of the Lord Jesus, then we must get ourselves ready. We must get ourselves busy for the coming of the Lord. There is so much work to be done. And then we have to take a risk as we continue to do the work that is being called by Jesus for us to do. And one of those is, of course, to make disciples. We say in Ilongo that when Jesus comes, that he will find us making disciples as he comes. Well, no matter what. This is the best time to get ourselves ready. So again, are you willing to take the risk for Jesus and for his kingdom? 
It will be very costly. If you are going to follow Jesus, it will cost you your time. It will cost you your comfort zone. It might even cost you your lifestyle and many other things. You know, when you see videos, uh, the one in, uh, they had in Facebook about the Christians in China, how they would take the risk for Jesus as far as even just reading the scriptures. They need to memorize chapters by chapters because they cannot hold Bibles in their hands. If ever they were caught, they would spend three years in prison. And even in prison, they also need to memorize their chapters because if they will get caught, then they will have a severe punishment. These are the risks that they are going through. But for us, it's not yet there. That is why it's hard for us to take the risk. Everything is just too comfortable. But again, we must take the risk. But against this uh, problem that we have, you know, trying to tell ourselves it, it, we cannot take the risk. For obvious reasons, some people are just have, you know, you have that fear that you might fail. What will my friends say? What will my family say? Uh, what will the critics say? What will happen to my reputation if I take a risk for Jesus? So against these uh, self-fulfilling prophecies of doom, I want you to hear the words of Theodore Roosevelt. It says here, and I quote, It is not the critic who counts. You know, ang kabuhi, that life will always have critics. Whether we do it right, whether we do it wrong, the critics will always be there. Believe me. So Theodore Roosevelt says, it's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled. Even if you're strong and you're trying to do things, you take a risk, you fall, they will also criticize you. And he says, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. Forget about the critics. Even if you do things right, they will always tell you, you could have done something better. So critics will always be there. And this is what he said. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. You know, sometimes it is funny. We watch uh, boxing. And then mga spectators lang kita. Pro damo pata masadyes kay Manny Pacquiao. Tanigin amoyan eh. Tanigin amoyan eh. You know, we, we have all kinds of suggestions. Abi kung hambalong ka ni Manny, abi ikaw di boxing be? You know, te amuna ang mga critics. So, uh, siling ni Roosevelt, bay ilanda sila ang importante ang tao sa sulod sang arena. And who is sweating it with sweat and blood. The one who strives valiantly. The one who makes errors and comes short again and again. You see? We will always fall short of what we do. We will always fail. But, sige lang. 
because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. True. We will always fail. You know, we are not Superman. So, no matter what we are trying to do, we will fail. But that's okay. Roosevelt, that's okay. Then he says, who does actually try to do the deed, who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, and spend himself in a worthy cause? He said, what is important are people who are taking the risk, doing worthy cause, never mind the critics, who are the worst? If he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. See? Mas mayo na lang na nga mag-fail ka, but at least may ginhimuan ka nga you try to do it, you know, greatly. You dared to. You took the risk. Mayo na lang na ang tao mawala gid nag-risgo. Far better it is to dare mighty things. Mas mayo na lang na, yung nga, you do dare mighty things. To win glorious triumphs, even though checked by failure, may mga failure kita, okay lang na, than to rank with those, rather than magparihas ka kita sa mga tao, those poor spirits, mga spirito, who neither enjoy nor suffer much, because they live in the great twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. So it's okay. So don't be like them. Critics will always be there, but you've got to move ahead sa pangabuhi and take the risk in life. You see? But the question is, are you taking a risk for Jesus? Ang ibang tao, they marisgos lang sa kabuhi nila. Can you imagine, masaka ka sa pinakataas ng bukid, and then whatever, all the things that you do, you are taking all kinds of risks. But what about the Lord? Nga hindi kaya magrisgo for something that is eternal, na siguro pa. So this is the point, okay? Now, let's move now to the parable. I'm taking this from the English Standard Version. Now, listen to this. Very simple, kaklaro gidya, and ang challenge de karon is towards the end. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded them, and he made five talents. So, ang lima, nahimu, lima. So, also he had the other one, two talents, and made two talents more. Double the man. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Ang isaya, ang nabato niya siya, gintago iya. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents? Here, I have made five talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he 
also had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Parihas sila, no? Ang commendation parihas. Then the third one. He also, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, no, listen to this, Silingya. Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sowed and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. And in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Yoka klaro naman si Nino. But tanawon talang, tagaan siya bag yung type pagit nga exhortation. Siling niya, Makita tadari, two things, very clear. Ang tatlo ka servants were judged. How? By how well they manage someone else's resources. Ano mo to ang puntos ang pag-judge sila? Okay? Kung maayaw kang manager, maayaw kang steward, ang mo to ang pag-judge sila. Therefore, when the master came back, kabalog ito ang mga servants nga ang kwarta hindi ila iya to sang ila master in fact very clearly it says your money therefore they knew that everything was on loan that someday there is what we call an accounting time kung paano mo siya gin manage ang katatlo tuya what happened was gin rebuke siya in spite nagsiling ang owner that is my money and that is my own money so, clear, very, very clear. From this, we can learn a very, very crucial truth. Everything belongs to God. Tapos. Everything belongs to God. I don't own anything. You don't own anything. Wala kagid. Wala kagid. Everything belongs to the Lord. So, ang tanan nga butang that we think aton, hindi bila na aton ginhulam talang ina. The Lord gave it to us. Okay. Someday, ako, I will ask for an accounting. And hindi lang niya monetary ang kabuhi natin. So, tanan kita, one day, may tubang sa ginoo, and then mamangkot siya, tingin ano mo ang kabuhi mo. Paano ka magsabat sina karon? Ay, Lord, tingin naglagaw lang ko bilogong kabuhi. Ay, Lord, nano be, paano mo na isabton ka ron? Nagalakat ang edad na ton, lapit ka na lang, tulukon mo, nag-ano ka to? 
Ano isugid mo? Lord, mga walo kauras kada adlaw sa Netflix, guro. So, masabat ang ino. Amo lang na ang pagtuga ko si mo. Malantaw Netflix. You have a purpose. That's why I created you. Why kakabalo? So, you see, all of these things, masabat kita. So, let's go to the third man. Ang problema sinisang tao, siling niya, I knew you. Hinambala niya ang iya, Master. Kilalaya ang master niya in verse 24. No, he was wrong. Nga aman. Siling niya, you know, master, kilala tigid ka. You are a hard master. You are cruel. You are unfair. You know? But you know, wala yan makilala ang iya master. Kaya kung nakilala yan ang master, ang kwarta tani ito, gain, invest niya. Kung kilala yung master niya, wala yung itago. So, he did not know his master. At least, gininvest siya itong money. It earned a little interest. Then, pwede yung maitubang ang master niya. Master, ariyo, may due time ang interest. But he did not. In other words, you know, on a practical sense, like this man who said, I know you, Master. Kitab lagi sila yung matas ginoo, Lord, kilala tagit ka. Mabalik ikaw. Tuod, kung kilala mo gayad ang ginoo nga nagsiling siya, mabalik siya, tani, ano yung mong musubong? You should be preparing yourself because of His coming. Pero hindi ah. Kilala mo and you know that the Lord is coming, pero anong kabuhi mo? Nag-preparar ka for His coming? So in the same way, we deceive ourselves. We say, we read the scriptures, we read the Bible. Galing din natin mag-obey. I think there is no point, I mean, there is no problem as far as the Christians knowing and understanding the Bible. They know, they understand, they read the Bible, they have small group, they have all kinds of groups, but hindi lang yung galing mag-obey. And this is what happened to this man. He deceived himself. I hope nga hindi kita sina. For example, if pamangkotonda ka mo, do you believe that we should be making disciples kay command na ni Jesus? Kung makapamangkot lang po sinyo, alsa ang kamot nyo, maalsa ka mo, ano? Oh, I believe in discipleship. Ang daso nga pamangkot, hindi na ang disciple mo. So, sabto nyo na. Kahit i-command na siya, that has to be obeyed. Okay? So let's go now to the talents that was mentioned. Ano ning talents? Every time that we hear the word talents in English, para sa aton it's normally the natural abilities that we have. You know, talents of playing the piano, the keyboard, the guitar. You know, ang talent mo how to fix a a broken radio, whatever. In the first century, ang talent means a large amount of money. Originally, it stood for a particular weight. It represents your weight in gold or silver coins. So most scholars say that the talent during the time, uh, the talent of silver is equivalent to 16, 16 years of salary. soldado or laborer. Okay? One talent. So this guy was given five talents times 16 
that's equivalent to 80 years of salary ang ginhatag siya to invest. The other one, two talents. So multiply by 16, that's equivalent to 33, 33 years of salary. And the other one, one talent equivalent to 16 years of salary. Now you can immediately say that the master was siguro very, very well tigid that he can afford to give that money to them. However, in verse 15, it's noteworthy that the man has given that amount to his servants and it says, according to his ability. According to his ability. So, lain lain. Five, two, and one. Sino ang nag-decide sina? Ang master. Why did he do that? Nga, why siya nag-atag lima, lima, lima? Why five, two, and one? Ay, ti, siya ang tag-iya sina, ya? Kung ikaw man ka tag-iya sa kwarta, you decide how much to give. You know, you don't question the one who owns the money. So if you have the money and if you want to give your money away, it's your choice. I mean, you have to give 10 here and 5 here and 20. No matter what, it's your choice. In other words, bottom line, the, the man who owns the money is sovereign over his money. He can do what he wants. And that's God. I think we can learn something here. For example, God is not obligated to treat you like he treated your friend. Iyan na yan. Lord, mas silingan. Lord, mas guwapo siya sa ako na. Why, kuya, memos na. Kaya, pag guwapo siya sa ginoo, you know, or guwapa, that's God's choice. You know? Mas silingan, Lord nga, daw namin ni siya, healthy ni siya, ako daw, pero may lang kuya, ubo-ubos ni ako. Eh, tiyan mo na, siya mo. You know, you can ask God all this. Lord nga, more talented ni siya, kabalo ni siya, mag-piano, mag-gitara, and all. Ako yaw, ay ginabalaan. So, you ask God. However, we need to understand something. Sa panghabuhi in this great taking order of life, okay, listen to this, there will always be people nga labaw si mo. There will always be people beneath you and there will always be people sa imong level. And when you do not understand this, you might get frustrated. One, once you look at this, ay mas mayo na siya sa akong ba? O ikaw naman mas mayo siya sa iya. So what happens when you look at this and you don't understand, you find yourself complaining sa imong situation for the rest of your life. And finding all kinds of excuses. Or you can accept your situation. You start where you are and you do something about your situation. So once in a while, I would look at the Facebook and read stories in the midst of this pandemic how people were able to rise from nothing. They did not complain. They did something about the situation. Uh, because of this pandemic, nanikasug sila, yeah. And so they're better than other people now. 
Ang iba niyang mga tao nga sauna may ara-ara, ay wala na subong. Ang sanguna nga tao ang wala, subong may ara na. You see, because they did something about their life. Therefore, in a comparison game, is useless and not productive. Sagaga pamangkot nga, amunin, amunin. That's not even the issue. The issue is, ang kabuhi mo ya. You do something about your life. So God knows what He's doing. And sometimes He does not reveal the reason behind. So every moment nga we spend here waiting for the Lord, worrying and complaining, is a wasted moment. We will never be equal with one another. We will never be equal. May mga opportunity sila. We have your own opportunity, but they are not equal. However, remember this. Tanan kita, we have equal chances to do something about our life. Equal na yan, especially in yung pandemic ni. Palarihas kita di tanan. Wala di agwapo. We will start from the very beginning, ang aton sine, including churches. There is no such thing as a big, medium, small churches. Everyone is on the same plane. Kung kabaluka mag-disciple, your church will continue to grow. See? That's the point now. So again, the question is not, what have I been given? But rather, what will I do with what God has given me? Your choice. Okay? As you wait upon the Lord. So I want you to think this way. Your life is God's gift to you. So what you do with it is your gift to God. It is not what you have. It's what you do with what you have that will make the difference. Huh? Complain. India. God gives us things that sometimes we don't understand. Ang importante kung ano ginatagi sa aton, kabalo kita mag-handle sina, nga hindi tana siya pag-usikan. Okay? Now, let's talk about our investment. The first one was the talent. So the story says, one man had five and ended up with ten. Gindobol ya. The other one, two, ended up with four. Question, which man had a greater increase? Equal sila. Equal, 100%. They doubled what the master gave them. Amuna ang gusto sa ginoo sa aton kabuhi. Gintagaan niya kita kabuhi, whatever he has given. Might as well, anhon muna. So atong dua, they increased it. 100%. What are you doing with your life? Ginausikan mo every day? Think about it. Let's go to the third. Now, this one is different. Gintagaan siya isa lang ane. Ginago niya pa. Binalik yung isa. Amo mangyapon. Hindi niya kilala yung master niya. Kaya kuno hard. Kasi ipanish siya. Then he did not get it. If you if he knew that his master was hard, the more reason na siya tanik nga i-invest siya, kaya kung magbalik na siya, pangayuan siya accounting. How do you look at the Lord? You think the Lord is joking? Magsiling siya, I am coming back? 
if you truly believe that Jesus is coming back and he is not joking, you should be doing something about your life because he will demand an accounting someday. That's it. You have to take risks for the Lord. That is exactly the reality. Take risks for the Lord. However, there is something here that bothers people. The punishment that the Lord has given him. shocking, no? In other words, Sila isang ginoon, number one. Kaya wala, yan ay yagin investing, yan ay nga talent. Kuhaan na siya. Ihatag to sa maayo, yan maghandol. And that's exactly what the Lord's doing. If you are not careful in, you know, whatever you you have, kuhaan sa ginoon, okay, kay useless yan na, ihatagin na si Ban. I just learned, I just received a text. My friend, di ko lang i-mention, because of his faith in the Lord, very, very, very faithful in the Lord. Just received a brand new car, 1.2 million, out of nowhere. See? Because of his faithfulness, kintagaan siya just two days ago. See? Your faithfulness will bring abundance. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Okay? Ita ko na siya kung isa. Hala, sigilan na siya ng sige, ngatag Bible study, why man siya slakyan? Pumapisan, maghatag, subong, tagaan siya, Hilux, 1.2 million worth. That's a beautiful story. So there is a warning here. And warning today, I guess this one, the third man, is a picture of those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. They claim to be Christians, but they are not interested in Christianity. They don't want to serve the Lord. Maybe they would go to church, but ang ilang attitude Ang tanan nila nga kabuhi is all about them. If there's anything that they need to sacrifice, ah, hindi kusnaya, hindi kusnaya. That's why you tawag sila worthless servants. You go to hell. Wow, hell? Yes. It's, they don't know the Lord. They are not Christian. They are only Christian in name. Nabalaan nila para lang sa ilalawas. Well, you face the Lord someday. It's a very solemn warning. And number three, the reward. Well, this is the good side, the reward. Because number one, the master says the same thing for the two. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. I'm sure tanagita gusto kita sinimamati. Let me all go to heaven. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Have you been faithful? And then there is a promotion, Slingya. Because you have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. We'll talk about that. And then the invitation, enter into the joy of your master. So a little truth here. You know, what we do now determines how you and I will spend eternity in heaven. Nothing is wasted, believe me. Masin gagmay ng mga bagay that you offer sila yung Bible. Acts of kindness. Kita ginayasang ginoo. And that will be rewarded by God someday. Even a cup of water given to a thirsty person is noticed in heaven. Wala gudya may makapalagyo. Okay? Now, I want to know is that sila niya, if you have been faithful, 
He promised us to set us over much. If you go to Luke 19:11 to 27, he talks about there that the followers of Jesus will be given a chance to rule over the cities of the earth when he comes back. Wow, wow. You think God is joking? Then we will find out. In other words, if you have been faithful here now, when he comes back in this millennial kingdom, you're a good manager here. I will give you ano, the city of Baholod. Oh, oh, the city of ano, kung ano gusto mo, the Singapore, whatever. Why not? We don't know. But this is exactly what he was saying. Kay faithful ka sa gamayin subong, taga-adya pagid ka dako. I don't know whatever it is. See? That's the promise. So, what about us? I think it's about time when you look at all the news. Basi hindi naman ginimagdugay. I pray that the Lord will come soon. Then you look at where you are, nothing will last in this world. Nothing will last. Nano naman ginti. Okay? So my challenge is this. This is a wake-up call. In other words, let's consider ang aton mga personal priorities today. Huh? Masi makibot kita. Masiling ka bawai, managsiling-siling, Pastor Joe. Ari subong, ginahambal ko na. He will come anytime he wants. So, what are you living for? Math, Mark 8.36 For what does it profit the man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Well, this is a message for all of us. Let's prioritize things. Whatever ang importante, we are ready when He comes. Nothing else matters now. Tanan-tanan ini, ibilin tamalang ini. Bakabay panga, the Lord will speak to you and you will do something with your life. Do not waste your life. He is coming soon. I pray kita. Lord, thank you for reminding us. Nothing else matters now. You are coming soon. So I pray, dear God, that each one will receive this message to do something about their lives. Lord, we cannot afford to waste it. You can come anytime. Lord, we have to prioritize our life so that when you come, we are going to be so ready and excited at the same time. So bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.